Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. Okay, Susie, are you ready for today's podcast? Oh, you bet I am, because I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. May 28th, 2023. Welcome, everybody, to the Women in Money podcast, as well as everybody smart enough to listen. All right, before we get into Susie's school, there are a few things. The most important really being tomorrow is Memorial Day. And this obviously is Memorial Day weekend. And this weekend is not just about barbecues and an extra day off. This weekend, tomorrow, is a true day of remembrance. Remembrance of what others did that allowed us to have our freedom. So, happy Memorial Day to all. Also, I just want to remind everybody that many of you who purchased three-month certificates of deposits with Alliant Credit Union, guess what? They are coming due. And I want you to do what I did. And if you do not need that money, I want you to renew it for an 18-month period of time at 5.15%. I want you to Google, do all the research you can, and I don't think that you will find anywhere, any bank or any other credit union, a 18 month where you're locking that interest rate in for 18 month certificate of deposit for 5.15%. Now, I am very aware that in the past, I would say, no, no, go short term, short term, because interest rates are going to continue to go up. All of that changed everybody when Silicon Valley Bank went under And when things change, you have to change. The investment advice has to change. And across the board, when you talk to financial institutions, as well as economists, they truly think that interest rates will be coming down. Therefore, you want to lock in as long of a rate that seems feasible for you at the greatest interest rate out there. And right now, that is the 18-month certificate of deposit at Alliant Credit Union. If you don't know about it or you haven't gotten one yet, simply go to myalliant, A-L-L, 
A-L-L-I-A-N-T, myalliant.com slash ultimate. And that is where you sign up to get your CDs. Obviously, they have the three-month offer, the six-month offer, the 12-month offer. It goes all the way out. But I'm going to tell you something next Sunday on that Susie School that day as to why the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are different than any certificate of deposit out there that at least I know of. So you might want to tune in and take advantage of it. All right. Get out your Susie notebooks because today is kind of a doozy. All right. Today's Susie School is about preferred stocks. Now, I mentioned just a little bit ago that I really needed to do a Susie School on preferred stocks. And I got a tremendous response from all of you that said, yes, yes. I really need to do a Susie School on preferred stocks. And I had preferred stocks in my head because sometime back in April, I think it was, I got this newsletter called Smart Money Monday. And it's written by Thompson Clark of Malden Economics. Now, Remember just a little bit ago, I told you that I went to a conference and it was called the Security Investors Conference, SIC, and it was put on by a man by the name of John Malden of Malden Economics, who I just think is so, so brilliant. And Thompson Clark is part of Malden Economics. And he wrote this newsletter about preferred stocks. And that's when I got that in my head. And I briefly mentioned it to you, I think it was a week ago, Sunday. So I think what I'm going to do for this podcast is simply maybe recap everything in that newsletter and what I know and put it all together for you so that you can understand there is another way for you to invest get a great dividend, and pretty much have your money safe and sound. So first of all, let's begin. What is a preferred stock? Now, most of you that own stocks own what's called a common stock, or you own common shares of a company. And the reason maybe that they call it common shares is because it is the most common type of stock that everybody owns. But there is a class of stock issued by the company that is above common stock, and that is called preferred stock. Now, let's talk about the difference between preferred stock and common stock, which the majority of you happen to own. In common stock, you usually are able to vote on things, all right? So whether it's the board of directors or other major decisions, you usually get to have a vote in that. But with preferred stock, it generally does not carry voting rights with it. 
So in certain cases, it does, but the majority of the time, it does not. In common stock, when you get a dividend, it can be variable, and it's dependent on the company's profitability, and that's all at the board of directors' discretion, okay? But dividends for preferred stocks, you just need to know, do not change. They are not variable. So common shareholders like you are generally entitled to dividends, but only, listen to me closely now, after preferred shareholders have been paid, henceforth the name preferred. So when a stock is paying a dividend, and let's say their money is tight or whatever, first, those who own preferred stock, they get their dividend, and then the common shareholders get their dividend. That can be a big difference, just so you know. The other main difference between preferred stock and common stock is the dividend. So you could own a stock, XYZ company, and it could be the shares of the common stock. And those shares happen to pay you a 3% dividend. Or you could own the preferred shares of XYZ, and the preferred shares dividend would be five and a quarter percent. So there is a difference. Why? Because people normally buy common stock for true growth and possibly a dividend, but they normally buy preferred stock for income and more stability. So it's things like that that are the main differences, really, because I don't want to go that heavily into all the differences between preferred and common stocks, but that's generally how it works. Now, listen to me closely, okay? Preferred stock, even though it is preferred and the dividend needs to be paid there above preferred stock in many cases, are bonds of the corporation. And as you know, bonds are considered debt instruments by the company. So remember, a bond is where you lend the company X amount of money, they give you a specific interest rate for a specific period of time, and then they try to give you your money back on the date of maturity of that bond. Okay, everybody? A stock is an equity investment where you are investing in the company very different than a bond that is a debt instrument. So now you know the difference between bonds, common stock, as well as preferred stock. Now, let me go back to bonds for one second because you're familiar with this. When you buy a bond, And let's say a company issues that bond. They issue it at something called par value. Write it down. And for bonds, the par value is $1,000 a bond. So if you buy, you know, a bond when it's issued, 
And let's say you just buy one and you pay $1,000 for that bond. In between the day that you bought it and the maturity date, it will go up and down in value according to what interest rates are doing. Interest rates go up, bond prices go down. Did you not all experience that a few months ago or a year ago when as interest rates were going up, what happened to your bond portfolios? They got obliterated, everybody. But the opposite is true. When interest rates go down, the value of your bond goes back up. But when a bond matures, it usually always matures at par. So I just want you to remember that. And I'm telling you that because preferred stock also is kind of issued that way. When a company issues preferred stock, usually they are issued with a par value, and that par value is $25 per share. They also will declare a dividend payment that can be paid either monthly or quarterly. Now listen, that dividend is usually fixed or sometimes it can float. So remember, in a common stock, the dividend can be variable, it can float, it can do whatever it wants. Usually in preferred stock, the dividend is fixed. Or like I said, in some cases, it can also be variable or floating. Now, with preferred stock, if you buy preferred stock, you also sometimes, not all the time, you have the right to convert that preferred stock into common stock at a specific price. Why would you want to do that? The main reason you want, would want to do that is you really think that the company that you own preferred stock in is going to make you more money if you owned the common stock. Because remember, it's the common stock that really goes up a lot faster in value. But what I want you to remember is that the main difference between a bond and preferred stocks is a preferred stock usually does not have a maturity date. But it is possible that they do. A preferred stock, like a bond, can also have what's called a callable date. Write it down. So a callable date is when the company has the ability to call that bond back if they want, or the preferred stock that they want back. And usually when they do that, they have to pay you par for the stock or the bond that you own. Now, why would a company do that? A company would do that if they issued you a preferred stock, paying you a 5 or 6 or 7% dividend yield, or a bond paying you 5 or 6% in interest. Now, interest rates went all the way down. And now new bonds really are only paying maybe 0%, 1%. Remember this? That was true a year or two ago. And they want to call in their bonds or preferred stock. Because why should they pay you 
all that money in interest when they can just give you your money back. They can call in your stock or bond, give you your money back, and then take that and offer it to new investors at a lot lower interest rates. That essentially is how a preferred stock works. Now, not all companies offer preferred shares of their company, number one. And just like all stocks, not all preferred stocks are good. So you have to really be careful. Now, the key here is to make sure that the company issuing the preferred is solid. And the preferreds that are most interesting, as well as dangerous right now, are bank preferred stocks. For you have to remember that just a little bit ago, when Silicon Valley went under, all the preferred stocks that were attached to banks absolutely went down. Now, how do I know that? Because I have a considerable amount of money invested in major banks that I did preferred stocks with because I bought them at like $24 or $25 a share. And they were giving a really great dividend at a time when you could not get dividends anywhere. And I was owning them, especially when interest rates were down quite low. And I was getting a great dividend from them. Then, just like everybody else, when interest rates started to go up, the value of those preferred stocks absolutely started to go down in my portfolio. However, the dividends stayed solid. So I continued to get great income. Now that it's possible that many people think that interest rates most likely will come down, then the movement of a preferred stock should absolutely start to go back up again. So I think it's absolutely possible that while I've been earning 5.5% or more on many of these preferred stocks that I own, that sooner than later, they will all go back up to par, maybe a little bit above par. Quizzy, what is par in a preferred stock? What does that mean? Again, when a preferred stock is issued by the company, it is issued at par, and par for a preferred stock is $25. So they issue it at $25 with, in most cases, a fixed dividend. So you know very well it's going to also behave like bonds. Interest rates go up. I'm repeating myself, I know. Interest rates go up the value will go down. Interest rates go down, the value will go up. However, I've already invested enough money in preferred stocks, but I do think it is something for those of you who are absolutely looking for income, 
you don't want a lot of fluctuation, and you want to know that you really have a preferred situation in case of liquidity of the company and or the dividends being in jeopardy a little versus the common stock, then you would want to possibly take advantage of some of these banks that got hurt and are down. Now, you would want to look for the absolute strongest bank out there if you were to do this. And it's just something that you should think about. So I'm going to do something now that is new to the Women in Money podcast. And remember at the beginning of this, I told you how I had been reading this newsletter by Thompson Clark and how great he is in the Malden Economics Group and everything like that. Well, in that issue that I read back in April, he named his number one preferred stock and why he would buy it and what he expects to see happen with it. Because that is his recommendation and not mine, because I'm not making any with preferred stocks right now, I really think you might want to take a look at it because I think it's a great idea there. But you have to remember, this is his recommendation, not mine. But I think he is one seriously smart person. Therefore, today, Sunday, I will be posting on the Women and Money app on the wall, the little section that he wrote as to what his number one pick is and why he picked it. And the reason that I'm doing it that way is because then you can read it over and over again. I don't want to say something briefly on the podcast. You listen to it while you're exercising, while you're walking, and you don't get it right. You make a mistake. And then I'm like, oh, really? Are you kidding me? So it's going to be there in writing. And then what can you do? You can read it over and over and over again. If you're not part of the Women in Money community, you don't have that app, you simply go to Apple Apps, Google Play, search for Women and Money, and download it. It is really just that simple. And then you go on the app and look for, you know, events with Susie. It's the wall. It's the very first one in the upper left-hand corner. And there you'll find Thompson Clark's number one recommendation of a preferred stock that he thinks, and good reason why he thinks it, that you could easily make 10% a year for the next two years on this stock. Okay, that essentially brings us to the end of this Sunday Susie School. Now, I'm going to try my best to do Susie schools all the time that Robert is off gallivanting around. However, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull that off because he has to carry a little computer with him and do all this stuff. It's not easy. But at least right now, we have a Susie school. Next Sunday, I know we will have another Susie school because I really want you to understand this incredibly 
different, unique feature of the certificates deposit at Alliant Credit Union that somehow I just don't think you're aware of. So I'll talk about that and we'll see what happens with the debt ceiling and everything like that. All right. But until Thursday, when Miss Travis joins us again for another Ask KT and Susie Anything, there's really one thing that I want you to say every single day, and it goes like this. Today, wherever I go, I will create a more peaceful, joyful, and loving world. And if you do that, I promise you, you will be unstoppable. See you Thursday. Bye-bye. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. Mine's so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. Yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Unstoppable today. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.